right, Tim, we are back with the Appetite for Construction podcast uh, 2023. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Doing pretty good on this end. It's uh, yeah, the start of the new year. It's always fun. I joked with my wife. We were driving back yesterday from our trip to New Orleans, and she's talking about all of her goals and New Year's resolutions, and she asked me what mine were, and I, and I told her honestly, I was like, I really... It's not that I don't believe in it. I just don't. It's not something that I consciously worry about writing on paper what my long-term goals are or, or, you know, do I want to hit a reset button and suddenly change things? But the more I thought about it, I, in my head, put together a couple of things that I thought about doing for New Year's resolution. But more than anything, I mean, I'm just looking forward to a good year. Last couple of years have been crazy. Uh, Tim, there's something I really wanted to talk about. I'm not, you know, probably cause I'm in a salty mood this morning. So, <laughs> and it kind of was accentuated last night with the NFL and what happened, um, on the field, uh, Buffalo versus the Bengals Cincinnati. And, um, there was a player that was, um, he made a tackle and he stood up. Uh, DeMar Hamlin is his name. Mm-hmm. And he stood mm-hmm. up and w- within a couple seconds, he just collapsed. And according to reports, he um, went into cardiac arrest, and they had to perform CPR on him. Yep. And so for a while, they didn't know if they should continue the game, and everyone pretty much knew they shouldn't continue the game. It was more, um, it was more about the health and the well-being of, of this player, mm-hmm. and all accounts is like no one had ever seen this before. You see guys that you know, tear an ACL or they, you know, they go to the sidelines for a concussion, but you never, you never seen this where they performed CPR and all, both teams kind of created this wall around a uh, mm-hmm. player and they were crying and distraught and the ambulance came out and they took them uh, to the nearest hospital in Cincinnati. And there really weren't any updates other than he was in critical condition. And as of right now, he's still in critical condition. We don't really know uh, how he's doing. So for a couple hours last night, late last night, I was just kind of on Twitter to see if I could find any updates and just seeing kind of the outpouring of support um, for this player through, through Twitter and, you know, other stars and other teams and everything like that where, you know, mm-hmm. this guy's going to pull through praying for you, sending prayers and stuff. And then it just crept in and I'm going to call it. It's, it's, it's called for me, it's called getting a pudsman license. It's a license to be a pud. And I don't know where this comes from. And I think COVID started it and it has a yeah. lot to do with it, but people all of a sudden were saying, I can't believe it's been an hour or two that this had happened and there's all these outlets are reporting on it and not one person has the balls to talk about the vaccine and how this created what happened on the field, that the vaccine somehow is responsible for this guy collapsing and and almost dying on the field. And I'm just like, what? the fuck does that matter? Well, a guy is lifeless on the field, whether he took a vaccine or not, who knows if he have, did or not. Yeah. I have no idea if he did or not. I saw some of the same stuff. And besides that, and then the assholes that were like, Oh, I really needed Josh Allen to throw three touchdowns for my fantasy football yeah. championship game this week. It's like, you guys are assholes. 
Well, and it just stems, I mean, it's been long going, this, this vaccine thing. And there is a condition, actually. I, I can't remember what it is, but when you get hit in the chest and it sparks something in your heart where you, you, you go into cardiac arrest. But that has nothing to do with it, right? Nothing to do with it. It's, it's because you took a vaccine and all of a sudden you're on the ground dying because you took a vaccine. I, I'm not saying whether you believe, I don't care if you believe in vaccines or not, but it's not the right time to be talking about it, right? Oh, 1000% agree with you. And, and, but it just, one person said it. And then it was like later at night, like at 11 o'clock at night, I, I was still looking and I see more people creeping in about this. It's not one. It's like every fifth tweet. It was, Oh, well, how comes no one's talking about this? Because it doesn't matter. Really? It doesn't, you know? And I, I just, I just can't believe it. And COVID really, I don't know. It's just screwed people up in their thinking. Um, and it also goes to kind of work ethic stuff too. Like people don't, I don't know. I, I'll give you an example. I was out shopping before Christmas and I went to Best Buy and mm-hmm. normally you go into a Best Buy and you're, it's like flies on shit. People are like, just, Hey, can I help you? What do you need? What? And I walked in, it was like, a, it was a ghost ghost town and I'm sitting there and I wanted to buy a specific product and there was nobody there, nobody there. I had to walk around and try to find somebody. And finally I found this person and I said, Hey, can you help me over in the stereo equipment? I wanted to buy a Bluetooth speaker and, yeah. uh, and the, the girl was like, Oh, I'll get Carl from the back. I'll call him. I waited there 30 minutes and just kind of stood around, shopped and stuff. Carl never showed up. So I went back and I'm like, is Carl coming or what? Oh, he didn't help you? Oh, you know, it's this like, and you've seen it. You go to restaurants and they're, oh, well, well, there's a long wait because we don't have enough people to work. And it's just like, I don't know if, if, if people are being paid to sit home and do nothing by the government. I don't know why all of a sudden it's just so hard for people to work nowadays. Well, some would argue that that's been going on for a long time. I, I, I don't fall into that category. I, I try to look at the class half full versus half empty. And unfortunately it gets back to the COVID and what you saw on Twitter last night with uh, um, the defensive backhammer from Buffalo. You know, it's, you don't want to paint it as a political story, but it seems today everything comes down to that. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you want to protect your storyline for being an anti-vaxxer or a vaxxer, whatever it is. It's it's it always falls into the either this side or that side, and it's it's a, it do, does us all a disservice. Yeah, it just I I don't know, man. It's I just see it more rampant nowadays with like i said the whole work ethic thing committing to something and and just not following through with it and just i don't know people i don't know if it's just you know people are accustomed to being home now and they just don't have the motivation and the and the inspiration to go go above and beyond but i don't know well, I'm sure there are lots of economists that'll give us some input on 
the economics of it. There are there are theorists, more of these you know theorists out there that kind of look at it from a much larger thirty thousand foot perspective. And I mean, we've lived through a couple of years with this global pandemic, and as you're saying, it's it's still here. I mean, they're over in Asia, China specifically. There, I mean, there's still a lot of issues with with the pandemic, but. If it's one, th- one thing I've learned from it is that we shouldn't take life for granted. And what happened last night on the football field in Cincinnati, um, you know, you saw 60 grown ass men out there, a lot of them crying and, you know, just knowing that they had a comrade that was for all intents and purposes dead on the field for a short period of time until they shocked his ha- heart back into rhythm, or at least that's what I'm assuming happened. Um, yeah. I hope he, I hope everything turns out for the best. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm guessing we'll find out something here pretty soon. But yeah, I I, sh- I shook my head seeing some of the anti-vax stuff. I shook my head seeing I needed this point for fantasy football. It's like humanity has lost itself. Um, yeah. It really has. Well, going back to the work ethic thing, I, I just interviewed um, Trey Young. Uh, I plummet on Instagram. I posted it on the site. Yeah, uh, you from St. Louis, right? There. Yeah, you can read it there. It's up and live. But um, he was saying in the Trey Young interview, he said that um, um, right out of high school, he he was working with this company, Plumbing Plus, and he left the company and went to college. And he went to uh, for uh, website development was his area of study, and. According to Trey, he he worked for, you know, he was in the field of website development at a senior level. And he said, well, I just went back to to Plumbing Plus to do plumbing because it paid more. In the grand scheme of things, it just paid more. And he just liked, and he liked, he liked the work. He liked doing something different instead of sitting in a cubicle. But it paid more. I don't understand. How can you not get more people <laughs> to work in the trades if it pays more? I just, it's beyond me. It's like we're still struggling to find these people. Well, think about all the, the American plumber stories that we've u- done podcasts for for the last couple of months. Each and every one of those individuals that we've interviewed, I mean, they've all talked about some of the same challenges with finding a strong workforce in their community, but they keep trying and they they have to really shuffle things around to be successful. Workforce development certainly a, a challenge, and we've talked to lots of people about it over the last couple of years, and it continues to be a challenge. Hopefully, with all the things that are going on in the industry with manufacturers, associations, media companies, and, and really telling a story, as I said, American Plumber Stories. That was kind of the vision that Spencer had with American Plumber Stories, was creating a, a series that would highlight you know, all the great things that plumbing does. And I'm not here to just pat him on the back. I think there are a lot of companies and associations out there that are, are doing a lot. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I just got an update. Um, going back to the uh, DeMar Hamlin story um, in our disdain for people on Twitter posting stupid shit, but there was a silver lining in this is that he had a toy drive. I'm sure you heard this. I I heard this last night before I turned the TV off. So he he um, was asking for some some donations to a, a, a toy drive, and at the time he was asking for twenty five hundred dollars. Yep, yep. 
This is in Pittsburgh, if I'm correct. The Pittsburgh area where he went to college and grew up? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I heard last night. But I just got an update on my phone while we're talking. $3.7 million has been donated. Yeah, there, Look, there are people out there. I applaud every single person that gave money. Yeah. Um, I, I, so my my belief in humanity and my it hasn't soured completely there are still good people out there who are, who are doing are. the good thing so i you know it's funny i've got a good friend here in my community that does an annual toy drive does the, he's in charge of the marine toy drive here in our hometown every year they raise they try to raise somewhere between 25 and 50,000 dollars plus toy donations they do a big thing on our local CBS station, drive for a whole day. And um, my wife and I always try to be very charitable and give a, a write a nice check or drop off some cash at the event. And this year, my buddy Caesar, who is in charge of it, had one of his trucks, box trucks that had a bunch of bikes in it. Uh, people, somebody stole all the bike, broke into the box truck and stole all the toys and bikes that were in there. About about $15,000 worth of toys he anticipated went out on the news. They wound up raising an additional $35,000 worth mm-hmm. of donations uh, a, a week later on a specific day at a local, at the local Walmarts. And I was just like, you know, I, as much as you wish they didn't have to do that because there were assholes out there that felt like they needed to steal the stuff. I was very proud that, you know, our local community stepped up to the plate and, you know, gave when they probably didn't have a whole lot to give yeah so at the top of the podcast you mentioned new year's resolution so i guess mine would be and i I saw this posted somewhere but just try to be a better person and that's what i'm i'm going to strive to do is be a better person I, i think what rang true early in the when we started doing these podcasts is what johnny white said on our podcast is is we have at the very basic level we have the ability to share time with each other and listen to what each other have to say and and hear stories about people and just be invested in people and that's what i'm gonna try to do jp you know this i've told you many times i love you brother i need you to stop going down the rabbit hole sometimes <laughs> you're you and your conspiracy theories we were talking about this with the green bay packers earlier this morning oh, yeah well i i yeah, that's a whole different story. I I love you for some of them because they're humorous, but sometimes I, I I I worry that you really deeply believe in the the Aaron Rodgers conspiracy theory. Oh well, that's true. Uh, that's not a that's not a theory. <laughs> that's true, Tim. I I like your resolution. I think that's a good goal. I think that's a goal that we all should have. I it's funny as I mentioned earlier about my wife doing hers and me thinking about it. You know. One of the things I, I want to volunteer more. I, I want to give more charitable. Get, I'd like to give more charitably. You yeah. know, write larger checks, random acts of kindness. I yeah. I believe in those. Uh, it's good karma for me. But then I've got some really unique things. Like um, I want to pr- prioritize annual health screenings. I'm at 55. I I need to start thinking long term. Do I want to be here 10 years or 30 years? As we've joked. You know, on the phones, John, we're about the same age and we both have our, our health histories, but you know, I want to do everything I can to stay here as long as I can. Yeah. But Tim, um, Tim I was at a, uh, was it PHCC at, uh, at an event yes. after I thought you guys, your wife and you were going to get a divorce after 
I said, oh, Tim, how many times have you gone to the doctor? And she goes, well, he hasn't gone. I don't know how long you hadn't gone to the doctor. And it had like, been a couple of years since I, yeah, a couple of years since I'd and, gotten all my, all my tests and stuff. And you were like, I don't want to talk about it. And see, she like raised, she like put her arms up. You're like, see, this is what I get. He doesn't care. And then, like, and I'm like, dude, you got, we got it. We need you to stick around here. Well, and I, as you know, I, I had, uh, my week before Christmas, I went and got my annual health, uh, Doctor saw me for my annual health check. I went. I'm scheduled for a pulmonary test this Friday. Next week, I've got my stress test, EKG. I've got a history of uh, men dying before 60, and since I'm 55, I've had all that done. I've had a um, colonoscopy a couple years ago, so I'm not due for one of those yet. So, just I'm trying to prioritize this to make my wife happy and live a happy life. There you go. And you should do the same. Good. I. I intend to do that. Yes. <laughs> what, it's funny. One of the other things I've, I've tried told myself I would like to do more this year, learn more about my family and ancestry. I did that a couple of years ago. I tried to dive deep into some of my ancestry. I know I'm got part of my family's from Germany, part of my family's from Ireland and, and Wales that, you know, the large portion of my family, of course, we're all homogenized. I've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that all over, but, I'd like to do a deeper dive into my family history. My wife's able to go back like until the 12th century. I'm yeah. able to go back into like the early 1800s. That's about as far or in the late 1700s. I'd, I'd like to do a deeper dive and find out a little bit more about my family history. Yeah. It's funny. I have a, a, fr- a good friend that, um, and this uh, commercial was based off of this premise, but he, <laughs> He took a family trip to Ireland to get you know traced back his roots, and yeah. they found out he's not Irish. <laughs> they 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 traced it back that it, it was England, so he's English, uh-huh. and uh-huh. so he spent a, a good week in Ireland, had a nice trip, but <laughs> went to the wrong the wrong country. There's nothing wrong with going to Ireland. I actually I can trace back family to outside Waterford, where they make the crystal Waterford crystal. I know I've got family that w- lived in that area in the early 1800s. And in Germany, Ebermannstadt, which is up by Nuremberg, I know I've got family from that area. Um, yeah. Your wife, I, I know that your wife's, her, we're going over to Germany for ish and all of us are going and I'm actually looking forward to, you know, hearing Monica tell some stories of family in Germany. Yeah. And it's cool because her family is spread out from like the Southern part on the, the French border to mm-hmm. Hanover and Berlin so it's it's a good good mix of uh her uh, heritage. So well I think from a business perspective just you know thinking back to what we've accomplished in 2022 we've you know built our podcast both Andy and Eric with Make Trades Great Again us with the rebranding of the old Not Dead Yet to Appetite for Construction we've done a lot to kind of reinforce our focus on the trades with the websites and social media channels and newsletters. If you're listening to us, you don't subscribe to our newsletters. There's a button on the website. You can click and subscribe to the newsletters. Obviously we hope you're subscribed and following us on all our social media channels and platforms. And Eric does a good job with that. I know we've got big plans to even grow that more in 2023, but looking forward to 2023, a lot more travel. I think there's going to be a lot more travel. Anything you're really looking for from a business perspective in 2023? I know you want to write more about contractors. I know you want to do more 
job site stuff. So if anybody's got ideas, reach out to us. Well, I'd like to do more visits, like physical, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. what that's what I really enjoy is is visiting with guys on the job site, seeing, you know, their daily daily life, like going into their shop and checking in and being dispatched on a job. You know, you can't get on every job site, I realize that, but yeah. Just to kind of see a day in the life of contractors, I think that would be pretty cool. So yeah, if you're interested in that, you know, let us know because we'd love to come come feature you live. That would be cool. Yeah, we've we did a couple last year, kind of getting a few under our belt. The the trip to the Martin softball complex was a lot of fun. We got to work with a bunch of team from NIPCO and a couple contractors, the manu- the mechanical contractors that actually did all the mechanical work for the softball facility. That was really cool. You know, it, um, we've got a couple projects that we're hoping pan out here in the first half of the year, but yeah, you do a great job spotlighting these contractors like you just did with I plummet and St. Louis. I mean, if anybody doesn't know, John's a great writer. Um, and John, John does a lot of good work with the long, long form stuff that it's easy to, miss sometimes long form interviews or feature stories or stuff that we do on the website. And we live in an instant gratification world. So if it's not under 30 seconds or less, you know, you're not grabbing someone's attention. So uh, it's, you know, it's a matter of adaptability for me, you know, to write shorter stories or to put it in video format or, you know, things like that. But and I think those, those are all things we, we are striving to do to increase our, um, accessibility to contractors that can't read the long form stuff, but that long form stuff is still useful. I believe maybe I'm just old fashioned when it comes to that, since I've been in media for, you know, basically 35 years of my professional career has been in some form of media, be it on the manufacturing side, the agency side, or the magazine newspaper side, that long yeah. form is still critical. Um, you know, we, we like the tweet to find out if Hamlin's doing okay. But let me tell you, if I've got a story I can link to to find out all the particulars as to why that cardio, you know, what happened, how it happened, that's I'm interested in knowing that. I feel it all fits a particular place. I mean, we've got to have multiple ways to reach our audience. And while social media is a huge asset and a huge tool to use, um, you know, podcasts, long-form websites as we have with our three different websites. There's still value to those. And I do love this podcast format. I love this podcast format. I think we (laughs) we – You you want to do video formats daily? Well, well, that's what I was thinking. Like we should find a studio where we can – we should find well, – listen, Tim lives like two, two and a half hours. Maybe find a truck stop somewhere in the middle, like well, a Shoney's. <laughs> no, we go, find, we, we go talk to Coolman outside of El Paso, Illinois, because yeah. that's about halfway. You know, Good. Coolman's about halfway between you and I, and we hang out with Coolman for a weekend and, and just do a bunch of videos. Yeah, that, he's got a nice new shop there. It's It's – yeah. No, but that would be cool to to have like a little studio where we we did our our podcast like we did last year at HR. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it this year at HR too. That's I'm really looking forward to HR and the Builder Show and World of Concrete and Ish and Wet and God five yeah. trade shows in the first sixteen first twelve weeks of the month uh, year. 
it'll be fun. It'll be uh, worth worth all the the travel and investment. So, looking forward to it. I am too. And I let me, you know, reiterate: if you've got ideas, if you're listening to this, uh, you've got ideas that you want to share with John or I or Eric. Reach out to us. You know, we're we're looking for more contractors to spotlight, more manufacturers or contractors to have on our podcast. You know, we our challenge is trying to identify them, you know, on our end. And while some are easy to find, uh, there are stories out there and spotlights we want to shine on people we don't know about until somebody tells us about it. So, um, you know, we appreciate all our partners and in the industry and, you know, look forward to a really good 2023. Well said, Tim. Well said. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up, but um, thanks for jumping on and I'll talk to you. Peace, brother.